The following podcast may discuss topics that could be considered adult in nature. Listening discretion is advised. This is intended for entertainment purposes only. If you or someone you love is struggling with medical or emotional trauma, please seek professional help. I'm Jesse. I'm Rachel. And this is the Dad Voice Project. Welcome back to episode two. We tried this one once and it didn't come out the way we wanted it to. So we're trying it again because the first time didn't exactly kind of hit the tone that we wanted it to hit. Kind of like our marriages. <laughs> yeah. The second one seems to be working out pretty good. Yeah. It's all right. It's all right. You're pretty okay. I think I'll keep you. Yeah. So, um, Man, last time we... Well, first of all, we're changing things up a little bit. We've rearranged our office to hopefully accommodate dogs and recording a little bit better. I am in a super comfy couch, but if it squeaks, I'm really sorry. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of leather squeaking. It's not bodily functions, I promise. It's the couch. (laughs) So last time it was dogs, this time it's bodily functions. It's not bodily functions, it's the couch. There you go. There it is. Yeah. Get used to it, people. You're in our living room with us. Yes, enjoy. Get comfortable. Well, um, last time we had our episode, we talked about what got us into doing this, what kind of spurred the idea where we wanted to go with it. And And the episode you would have heard is what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, we we wanted to approach some stuff. I mean, our story, like we've mentioned, we've been through it all. We have seen the good, bad, and ugly of the court system, the things that people will do to try to get a litigious advantage. Far more bad and ugly than good. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. So, you know, we wanted to, um, we wanted to talk about that stuff, but trying to come at it from a a place where, oh, I don't know, what's the best way to describe it? Where it's not just like us reciting reciting back facts of things. We wanted to talk about the actual situation, how it affected us, what what we were going well and how those situations can affect you Mm -hmm. if you're in a similar situation and how we can kind of impart the wisdom that we've gained yeah i mean i mean the the entire purpose of this is i mean of the dad voice project is to not just talk about the things that we've been through through custody battles and the divorce situation but but to also hopefully give people again advice take it or leave it please know that we are Again, disclaimer, we're not attorneys. We're not mental health providers. What we offer is just life experience. Take it with a grain of salt. Um, but we really want to impart some of the things that we've gone well, through. Well, we just don't want to people to go through what we went through. Yeah. If, if, we can, if we can prevent somebody from suffering the way that we did in any way, that Absolutely. would be ideal because what we've been through has been... It's been a nightmare. I mean, just absolute nightmare. Some of the things that... Um, we talk to people about their faces just drop and they go, how, you know, how can this be? I mean, we talk about mm-hmm. it all the time where mm-hmm. we get so tired of explaining it because like we always say, well, where there's smoke, there must be fire. Well, right. not, not unless someone's just lighting off smoke bombs. It's so anyway, so um, back to the, I guess the topic, 
I don't know. How do you want to? How do you want to broach this, my love? Well, I think it's important to kind of give a trigger warning on this. Like there is discussion of um, domestic violence, um, and so, and we in no way, shape, or form condone domestic violence of any sort. Absolutely not. Um, and so, um, I just wanted to give a a quick. Yeah, I, I have no doubt that there are going to be people who listen to this um, this episode and have mixed feelings about it. Um, maybe believe us, maybe don't. Uh, you know, it doesn't really matter. It's this is again just our perspective of what's happened and and the things that we've gone through. And we're going to compare it to what, for instance, certain statutes and laws say. What our experience has been, why things were different, what we could have maybe done differently. We're we're going to get into a lot of these things, and so people are going to have opinions on it, and that's fine. But ultimately, we're just sharing what we've gone through, what we have dealt with, and ultimately what we hope we can shed some wisdom on as far as the process goes and hopefully keep somebody else from having to deal with what we've gone through. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess the best place to start would be kind of after everything start went down uh, where we left off last time, right? The uh, hook you tried to get everyone to come back for was that oh, someone yeah. got arrested. Someone got arrested and it was not, it was not me. Yeah. So... Well, I'm really burying the lead on that one. You, <laughs> of the two of us, stand up if you have not been arrested. Sit down, Jesse. Um, you know, I, I'm i not even really sure where to start. You know, I, I've been thinking about how to approach this because our story is unique to us, I guess. Um but the funny thing is through work in a number of different outlets that I've had the opportunity It's not to, unique overall. Yeah, it's not yeah. unique overall. It's systematic that this is something that men go through. And this, again, not to say that women don't go through this, because I know some women do, but the majority of people that I speak to that have dealt with similar situations, they are almost always men. Yeah. I, I mean, they just are. I mean, the the... the well, the Every... idea is that the I think the prevailing idea still in family court is that the women can't be the abusers. Yeah. So for our story. Right. Um, I don't want to get into a whole lot of the details, but I mean, there needs to be a some background. Given. Yeah, some background, mm -hmm. a premise place that um, at the time, the relationship that I was in with my ex was coming to a close. Um had found out about infidelity there was just a lot of really not well and by the time that this happened you guys had already filed and the yeah. the hot button topic at the moment was the house oh yeah it was yeah. a living situation and and you know and this is a really um an important thing for uh people who have not been through it to hear that um most attorneys especially when there's kids will say you know who controls the house and the stability and the living situation the status quo they're going to control the they're kids gonna, they're going to well, get and they're going to control up. they're going to control the flow of the divorce exactly really, and the flow of custody and so um so you know they it's healthy for the kids to have these nesting agreements i think yeah um it's definitely the most stable for the kids to have a nesting agreement and for those who don't know, a nesting agreement is where the kids stay put and the parents are the ones that transition in and out of the house. Yeah. So, um, you know, so the so the divorce, so the so the Ultimate. separation of of 
parents is still there, but the kids are staying put in yeah, the house. Yeah, the stability of what they know to be their home, their room, their family. You know, they're not being shuffled to random apartments or, you know, uh, you got to go and stay with this in-law or whoever for this weekend. And, you know, there, it's more stable. For, and, and there's a lot of wisdom to that. You know, I ne- I'm not necessarily against that. And had, if you can make it work. If you can make it work. And if both parties are trying to negotiate in good faith with for the best interest of the kids, then absolutely. I, I had really hoped, in all honesty, that that was the way that my divorce and the custody right, battle went. Right. Um, it was not. Right. But, you know, it is what it is. So at the time, I had been transitioning in and out of the house to stay with my brother. And ultimately, my attorney said, yeah, this has got to stop. So, you know, as long as you guys can get along, move in. And I said, yeah, that's no problem. We've, you know, we've been well, married for Well, but it was a very different... And... Well, and I think you're glossing over it. It the <laughs> I He said specifically, like, do not let her have control of the house. Yeah. Really well, is what it boiled down to yeah. was if she has the house, she has everything because she then has all the stability. Yeah. And so the chances of being able to have equal time with your kids then yeah, begins dwindles to, greatly. Yeah. Begins to, to, to dwindle. So the entire point in all of this is again, you know, my, my kids have always been my priority. That's the whole purpose of the dad voice project. I, I never wanted to have the contentious divorce that I did have. I never wanted to have the custody battle I we had. I never wanted to go through a lot of the things that we went through because in my mind, I've always had the perception that, you know, regardless of if your marriage fails, your kids have still had you equally. They deserve to have you equally. Well, and, and as far as the divorce goes, you honored each other for the amount of time you were married. So why, like when that paper is filed, it doesn't change who they were or are to you. They are still, their title changes. Sure. They're your ex now, but in terms of who they are, doesn't change. Yeah. And, and, and frankly, if you can't put the, the crap that you're dealing with, with the person that you're no longer with aside for your children, frankly, it's, that's, it's immaturity at or its just finest. to be decent yeah you don't even it's not even about be putting friends. it aside for your kids it's just putting it aside to be decent yeah you don't have to be best friends but be be civil be decent and it's just so sad to me that i mean in so many situations there, there's very few former relationships specifically when there's kids involved that i've seen that can successfully do this and the ones that do man the kids thrive and again it always comes back to the kids so uh, again, the really the only advice that we're that we're endorsing in this is you know put your kids first. This idea that somehow well, and just be because decent. yeah be decent <laughs> just because this person is no longer your significant other. Heck, you might hate them, but it doesn't change who that person is in the eyes of your children. And you trying to do that to your child, that's completely unfair. That's I mean mm-hmm. that's going to be a whole nother topic of another episode that's coming up. But we'll we'll get into that when we when we cross that bridge. Yeah. Yeah, it's coming, people. Yeah. So, in any case, so all lighthearted talk around <laughs> these parts. Um, so, anyway, the the situation, the advice that I had been given, and again, this is not legal advice for anybody saying this is what you should do, but this is the advice I was given: is to get back into the house again, live peaceful, peacefully. Don't you know? Don't make it a mess. Uh, so I did. That was not received well. Um, my ex basically told me to get out. How dare you? 
And I think that that's kind of where things started going downhill. I mean, it was toxic uh, when we were together and it just got worse. And I mean, the short version is one day we, we came home uh, after one of the children's events. We were still living together, not speaking together. That was one of the rules that was imposed is that uh, we couldn't even have a conversation. I had to text everything. So, um, not legally. Yeah, not legally. That this wasn't was, this, a, this that wasn't was not a rule. something that, that wasn't a legal rule. Yeah, that was something that was um, basically dictated to me that this is how we're going to communicate. And, and again, I'm sure my my ex spouse has a reason. But well, and truthfully, I I can see I can see the benefit of that in terms of you know limiting the amount of time you spend talking because that can lead to when you're in the middle of a divorce i mean it's never comfortable so emotions are high yeah and it limits the it limits the facetime so i can see i can see why that would be yeah there's i mean i'm not saying that it was the wrong thing to do but it would have been good to have had that conversation to come to those kinds of terms maybe together right instead of just being like nope this is the way it's going to be and you know that it did nothing good for our relationship even as as it was of the state it was in it, it just got worse so i'm going to interject and kind of give a little bit of background so um really what this um situation was was that you were um wanting to discuss um some logistics about the house Correct. and the way the house was moving mm-hmm. and working and um <clears throat> when the conversation happened she didn't want to have the conversation and um you noticed there was a kind of a a little bit of a of a of a brush up there wasn't anything serious it was just a brush up between you and her um in this conversation and it and um you noticed that it made non-physical brush up yeah like like (laughs) yeah like they yeah like frustration like frustration like there was frustration of course um and your your kiddo saw this happen and was noticeably uncomfortable Mm -hmm. so you were speaking to your child about the situation to kind of you know explain to your child who had clearly never been through a divorce before how or had to deal really with this kind of interaction between their parents, how this was going to go. Correct. At the time, you noticed that the conversation between you and the kid was being recorded. And we're not saying the kid also for uh, <laughs> just to be mean. It's it's uh, just to essentially protect them. Yeah. From, like the kids are not a part of this. The so kids are not a part of so this. So yeah. Anyway, so so kiddo found out you were recording. Or uh, uh, she found out you were recording you and kiddo's conversation. I um, found out she was sorry. recording. Yeah, yeah go back. <laughs> we'll take that in editing. It's fine. Yeah, okay. So she finds, or you find out she's recording you and kiddo's conversation. You bring it to her attention uh, by holding the phone up. Yeah, I picked the phone up. The phone. I picked the phone up off of the couch because yeah. I'm looking at it going, why are you recording? And I turn it off, at which point she lunges over the couch at me comes at me hitting me scratching for the phone caught me completely off guard i immediately throw the phone down and say you know this is this is crazy i'm calling 911 
call the police. She does the same. With the idea that the police were going to de-escalate the Correct. situation. That was the... that. And look, we... and I will never, ever tell... Again, this is PSA for everyone listening. We are not telling you do not call the police. That right. is not what we right. are saying in an emergency situation. Please follow whatever emergency procedures you feel necessary by calling the police, right. uh, fire department, whoever you need to call. But that being said... <laughs> Yeah, but that being said, in this situation, that was that it was, was the kind worst of, idea I could have. Yeah, made, that was that the was the linchpin decision. of the situation. I mean, and the the way that the statutes are written in the the area we live is that ultimately any dom- domestic violence call or domestic disturbance call, someone's going to jail. Yeah, it's considered a criminal complaint, so somebody's arrested. Well, and it makes sense because you know you walk into it, you don't know what you're walking into. The yeah. police don't know what they're walking into, and it's not like they can leave because what happens if there's, you know, some true violence that happens after yeah, they, leave? they leave? So they have yeah. to de-escalate it in the most dramatic way possible. They well, have they're, they're to serving make the it lowest happen. common denominator, right? Right. Take away, you know, how, how right. do you, how do you? <laughs> Well, for instance, like for instance, how do you stop drunk driving? Well, take away all the cars. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's right. how you have to do it. Take away every ability for there to even for be, there to be the option. Problem. So, and so there's some wisdom in that. Well, yeah, and so you know the cop, they were just doing their jobs. The police were just doing their jobs, and we and we totally support that they were that they needed to oh, do absolutely. what they needed to do. So, I mean, um, the thing was though was that uh, Jesse calls the police. Um, you call the police and she an ex calls the police yeah. um, i'm on the i'm on the right phone after. with the police first i explain she what's is, happening she is talking to the kids at this point making coaching them yeah coaching them really essentially is what it boils down to and the police show up and look you know we're we, we're not going to give any away any information away about who the ex is but she is significantly smaller than yeah. you are. I mean, I'm a I'm a 200 pound, six foot, roughly yeah. man. So you know, the police roll up and they look at the situation. They they make a quick snap judgment because that's what they have to do. Yeah. And didn't you help her are, family was there, but that's a whole other. Her family was there exactly. And who's gonna get arrested? The yeah. the the tiny little yeah girl or the big guy or the big guy. Yeah. And let's be honest, y'all. The big guy is going to get arrested. Well, because ultimately the perspective is that is going to be the most, the largest physical threat. I mean, to the right. point where it, the arrest caught me completely off guard. I here's the thing, and, and the arrest also caught me off guard. <laughs> just so we're all clear, we had been dating for about a month I'm, and a half at that point. I'm not laughing because being arrested for this situation is funny. I'm laughing because <laughs> we had been dating. A month and a half. A month and a half. Yeah. You were closing up your job for yeah. a sales thing that where you had to stay until like until the job was done. Yeah. And I'm like texting. And I start you. getting texts that that he's getting arrested. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, hold up. What? What? Yeah. And he's telling me to text his sister or get in contact with his sister. And his sister, I've never met her. I have never spoken to her. I have never had any sort of contact with this person. And he's like, call my sister. And I'm like, what she uh. what she doesn't know is that it was very <laughs> difficult to communicate while in handcuffs holding your cell phone. Look, um, the, the officer didn't like ask for my cell phone before he had uh, taken me into custody, uh, which was not super fun. Uh, again, I want to just, again, full PSA worst night of my life we we laugh at this stuff now because we've been able to get some distance we've been trauma able makes to, you funny people well and 
therapy also helps we're so. really funny <laughs> yeah we're hilarious now <laughs> um you know and and it was literally the worst night of my life uh, there yeah. i cannot think of another time it was not a great situation. night for me either yeah it was that was there are so many levels to this evening that I, I mean where to start i don't even know how to this is part of the issue with trying to tackle this topic mm-hmm. because I mean, the, the, there's so much to discuss on this. I mean, whether it can be, you, I mean, you could break this down into the the statutes, the political involvement, what to what to do with when you're involved with the police, how to handle. I mean, there's how to handle this with your kids. There's so many different facets. aspects and that, yeah, mm-hmm. facets to this that it's just it, it's overwhelming. And and so that was the difficulty well, in trying to figure out how to tackle this. You know, and I look back at those times, and I like even now I look back at those times. And I'm like, how did we? how did we make it because the yeah. next day I, you know i pick you up from jail the ne- that night and the well, next morning at five in the morning well yeah and then the next day i get up and i went to a yoga class yeah. like we were we were like maintaining and i don't know how i still yeah. don't i don't know how yeah that i mean that entire time was just a whirlwind but um a couple of things you know I, if we're going to give any advice the the advice i could give and I, again this is what i will endorse Listen to the police officers, gentlemen, uh, ladies, ladies, if you ever find yourself in a situation where you are involved with the police, follow their orders. Don't talk back. Be respectful. And one of the reasons I'm going to tell you why is because, you know, I, first of all, I've always believed in being respectful to the police. They're just doing their job. Again, I didn't agree with the decision they made, uh, even in the report that they submitted they said there was no physical there's no signs or uh, they arrested the wrong person but they didn't know that they didn't know that well i mean the report even states there's no signs of physical violence this is just all verbatim essentially what they were told um and and to the point where the officer in the car literally told me because i was being respectful because i was being cooperative because i wasn't mouthing off he even told me look i know this is bogus I, i i get it but i have to do my job um, and to the point where before, even while I was in custody, before I went into essentially the holding cell where, while they were doing all the processing stuff, he gave me my cell phone back and said, I've never done this before in, in over 10 years um, that I've been in the force. You can make one more phone call before I have to take you in. And I was able to call my parents, explain what was going on, get everyone kind of on board. And um, and well, all and of that, that. That activated the phone tree on my end. Yeah. Yeah, because previously, like I had been saying, I, I kind of skipped over this, but I was in handcuffs. The officer hadn't taken my phone yet until after we were driving to the holding station. And um, so texting behind your back <laughs> saying, call my sister was a little difficult to give an explanation. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it was a it was a real interesting way to meet his sister. Yeah, but yeah, because, you know, there was talk of like, do we need to get you a bail bond? Like what's going to yeah. happen? We didn't know if you were going to be released. Yeah, which I was released on my own recognizance, which for those mm-hmm. of you that don't know, just means they say don't get into any more trouble. Don't go back to wherever it was that you were arrested, specifically if it's your house. Ultimately, um, I knew that there was probably going to be a restraining order filed, uh, temporary restraining which order, there was. which there was. Uh, later dismissed because there was a lack of evidence and again even this hearing officer who apparently issues restraining orders to you know faulty chairs furniture (laughs) um, didn't find nearly any evidence to even make this worthwhile said that there was nothing yeah so there was nothing there was there was nothing well and that's been and that unfortunately is going to be the theme through so much of this for those of you who have never dealt with somebody who 
habitually lies, has a disregard for the law, rules, it's ethics, morals. It's destroying And you. yeah, there, there's a difference between... I, I've, I've heard a lot of people talk about, oh man, my ex is just terrible. And, and there are some really bad exes out there, but it, it takes it to a different level when you're dealing with someone who isn't just angry with you, isn't just, you know, I'm really hurt with what you've done or, you know, we can't get along. It's very different when you're dealing with someone who is looking looking in for any way any opportunity to belittle you destroy you bad to mouth destroy, you to, i mean to, to to destroy you yeah i mean i mean there the, is no other there are no two ways about it to yeah, literally destroy, to destroy you. you and and that that kind of just rage is just something that i don't think many people truly understand until you go through yeah. i didn't i didn't well and i can i think i said before if i hadn't dated you started dating you kind of at the beginning of all of this, I don't know. I don't know that I would have trusted that you didn't do anything. Yeah. Like that, that, that you were, um, that you hadn't been abusive. Well, that again, you hadn't, like we said, know. where there's smoke, there's fire. Right. And so I, I consider it very much like a blessing that I, I met you when I did that. We started dating when, when I, when we did, because I don't know. And it would have been so unfair of me. Yeah. Like it would have been completely un- and it would have been completely false for a completely wrong reason. Yeah. Well, and, you know, it, it's I look back at that time and I just like I said, that that night was one of the scariest nights that I, I ever had. And not scary in the sense that, you know, oh, my gosh, I'm going to get shanked in, in this holding cell. Nothing like that. I mean, <clears throat> they look for on. I, I can't speak to every um I guess, what's it, county or mm-hmm. county jail? County, mm-hmm. pr- it's not prison jail, I guess. I don't know. Jail. Jail. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't speak to how all the correction officers uh, behave, but these guys were on their game. They were respectful. They had a job to do. Um, I will tell you that when you are on the other end, when you aren't the correctional officer and you're the person they're having to deal with, um, I don't think that I was treated poorly by any stretch, but boy, they don't, they treat you like an animal because I'm sure there's a lot of animals they deal with. And, they have to just assume you're one in the same because there was no arguing. There were direct orders. They weren't messing around. And if you even so much as looked in the wrong direction, they had no problem taking care of business. I, the, the, quite frankly, the guy that I, uh, that really drove us out to get picked up to you, mm-hmm. gosh, he was probably 280 pounds of solid african-american man muscle and he was just a beast this is news to me yeah he was he was i'm learning things today this guy was i mean he was i i I would assume that he had some sort of military background because the dude was just huge like didn't mess around he just had that air about him but i mean ultimately again no disrespect to him no no hard feelings i know he was just doing his job but yeah that was uh that was interesting. We'll we'll get into um, the only bright spot to the evening that I had while Absolutely I was sitting. Absolutely not. <laughs> Again, trauma makes us funny. Look, look. If you're in this situation, you have to find things to pull you through this. Again, it was dark. I mean, I I didn't know. I was just starting to date this woman that I'm now married to. <laughs> I didn't know if she'd even want to speak to me again. I was under the impression I'm never seeing my kids again. Um, I I. I didn't know what to think and anyone who has been on the other side of that situation um, 
those holding cells are freezing. They're like 60 degrees. It's like a meat locker. You're in whatever you were wearing, which was business attire for me. So I was freezing and shivering. Um, most of the people in there are coming off of some sort of high uh, or alcohol. And <laughs> it's just, it's loud. It is noisy. It is, the, there are people that are being processed through these areas that you know are, are not there for see a the reason light of day yeah for a very long yeah, time they're not getting out with you the way you are and so you know there's a lot of things just running through your head like oh my gosh am i going to be here all all week what 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 is next i had never the worst run-in i'd ever had with the police prior to this situation was a speeding ticket for crying out loud i i didn't know what to do here and so this is why i tell people you know listen to the officers do what you're told be respectful. They'll they'll walk you through it. If you want to throw attitude their way, they're going to throw it right back your way. They're not going to they're not going to want to deal with you. So, um, yeah, anybody dealing with the police, please make sure that you uh, treat them the way that they should be treated with respect. And uh, they're just doing their job. They've got families. They've got to get home too. So just keep that in mind. Anyway. Yeah. Well, um, we'll get back to um, my man who's got jokes. Yeah. Uh, but really kind of why we're telling you this story is a because it's you know part and parcel to the whole uh bigger picture but b so that we can kind of give you some um well background background well and and some wisdom in this you know it was it ended up being um another process that was attached to the family court situation that we're going through. And, you know, for this one, it was really driven very heavily by the ex. She, she wanted to make sure you paid for it and for, for nothing for, in fact, and well, and to the point that my children, one of my children was being brought to bear to testify the child that witnessed the altercation, the altercation was going to have to testify against you. Yeah, and in order and both to there, prove the story. And there was a CYFD worker there. There was the DA there, the assistant mm-hmm. DA, and they were both begging not to go through with it. They were offering everything to have her drop it, and she literally. I mean, they came in and sat down and talked with us and said she literally said. We're going to go through with this. I want him to pay. She wanted... Yeah, she said he wanted... She literally verbatim said she wanted him to pay. And um, and in order to make that happen... It would require my daughter to testify and put yeah. her in a situation where she would have to do that. And... Even though what, she doesn't... She didn't actually see anything. Her, the, well, her perspective, she had... The perspective she had was skewed. And mm-hmm. and again, this is one of those things. I know people are going to have mixed feelings about this. Oh, my gosh. It sounds like you're making excuses. but And please do let us know so yeah. that we can discuss it because we, we have no problem. We have no problem. We That's one of the reasons why we run a social media page. It's one of the reasons why we give out our email. We'd love to hear from you. You can even tell us, I think you're full of crap. And we'd you're welcome to ask questions. We'll be happy to answer them, um, especially even if it's what... You know what I've dealt with something similar. What would you recommend in this situation? We can share our wisdom, the, the things that we've gained. And again, while it's not legal advice, it's just the things that we've learned. Right. But all that being said, you know, I 
I know that people are going to feel as though this is these are excuses, but the fact of the matter is that when you're dealing with someone, and, and we're going to get into this, the more that we get into these situations and talk about the things that we have been been through, I hope that that highlights, you know, triggers something when you hear all the episodes to come. Because I hope that you don't just turn it off after this and go, "Man, this guy's full of crap," but. I hope that you're continuing to listen and down the line you're going to go, oh, I see why this was. Because when you're dealing with someone, again, who is out to destroy you, who does not mind lying about who you are, the things that are happening in your house, the the person you are, when you're dealing with someone who will do anything within their power to gain a foothold, all bets are off. And, and the idea that, oh, well, you know, you must have done something. Yeah, I mean, maybe I have. I've, I've asked that question. I mean, we I've told yeah. I've told you before, if I knew what it was that I've done wrong, you know, I even got an opportunity to say that recently. Um, and I won't discuss how or why, but we were in a controlled setting, uh, having a discussion with a professional. And I even said, if I knew what it was that has triggered the has hate. triggered this, I would apologize for it because I, this isn't worth it. Life isn't worth living with this kind of hatred and turmoil and just just despicable behavior it's not worth it for us it's one of the reasons why and we're going to get to this later on as well one of the reasons why we've made the decisions that we've made and um as our story unfolds unfolds, Mm -hmm. i hope that you all can keep track and go wow okay now i understand why you're doing what you were doing um but yeah i mean the, the fact that we had multiple again even in that situation professionals saying don't do this and it her wanting to see this through to its fruition um i couldn't put my child through that well and and it was how she it was honestly how she thought that she was going to like achieve her end yeah so that's one of the reasons why i decided to ultimately take essentially a plea deal uh is really what it is um basically this gets wiped off my record um whatever charges she wanted to pursue would be wiped off if I would enter what's called an early intervention program. And I don't know if that's specific to our area or or if if that's something something that they, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it might be, uh, regardless, um, you know, it was the only way that I could protect my daughter from having to be involved. Well, and the idea behind it for people who it, who are actually, involved in domestic violence situations the idea behind it is 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 a good one the idea is that let's give them a shot at rehabilitation prior to you know jail time or you know even probation the idea is to to give them access to services that they may not have either a sought after or even or, known about or known about or had or had been able to afford you know lack of insurance yeah. or all these different things so the early adventure program really is a very very good program here um in this case it was a box to check in order to get through what we were having to deal with yeah. because of the sacrifice that you made in order to protect your kiddo. Yeah. Well, and and that was ultimately what it came down to. If if there was any other way to pursue a litigious end mm-hmm. where I could have fought that um, to prove my innocence, I would have as long as it wouldn't have involved my daughter. Right. Oh, well, kiddo. Hey, oh, there it is. My daughter. Well, you said it like six times already. <laughs> oh, so there it is. Well, whatever. Okay. I thought. Yeah. But... So much for me being sneaky. Yeah. Oh. 
Heyo. Regardless, I think, and 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 here's the thing: is that is from my perspective, um, I sat through this. I mm-hmm. sat through the entire process. I I, you know, I. Yeah, I, this isn't me just making this up. Yeah, and, well, this I watched is what was this, said behind closed doors. No. Yeah, I mean, I my, was there when the DA approached us, approached me specifically, and said, "We've asked her repeatedly to drop this. There's nothing here. This is not a case." Yeah. and she refuses to. And there was there was nothing that we could do because she was acting on. She she was the one that got to make the decision on that whether yeah. or not it was pursued, and again, we understand you know domestic violence happens and yeah. and in those cases absolutely if you are if you are the victim of domestic violence mm-hmm. by all means pursue it pursue it to the end because it is important that your voice is heard and that there are consequences for your partner's actions 100% if if domestic violence has occurred please follow through what in our case specifically yeah what we there were, was not well what we were dealing with is very much the situation where somebody who well for lack of a better example claims rape we find out it's false well, now all the people who do need to come forward right. because they've been sexually assaulted. It's or, watering down yeah, it, it's, the, vic- the actual victims. Yeah, it's, you know, it makes their voices well, less and what, heard. And what really is, I think, especially um, not disappointing, disappointing is not the right word, but is, is upsetting about this is that now she refers to herself as the domestic violence survivor. Yeah. And for those of us, and newsflash, I am a true domestic violence survivor. Um, for those of us that have actually been in domestic violence situations, it's insulting yeah. to hear these people wear it like a badge of honor. And for those of us that have actually been in that situation, it is not a badge of honor. It's 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 hard to not feel shame. Yeah, and. Um, so it's so that's you know that's the other part of this is you know it waters down those who are trying to actually seek justice for their their conditions that they've been in yeah yeah and so you know for for us having to deal with that it it was gosh at that time it, it just felt like just one blow after another and you know at the time I and and I wouldn't have changed anything but at the time, and I still hold true to this, I kept saying this is about the protection and the well-being of my kids. I And I apologize, just as a side <laughs> note, I've got a 70-pound hound in my lap who is refusing to sit anywhere else right now because she's very tired. They're very needy. Yeah, she's very needy. So if you hear weird noises coming from my microphone, I apologize. <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, the... That whole situation, it just felt like it was just one thing after another. And we we did what we could to protect the kids from all of this. That has always been what's been right. first and foremost on my mind. You know, a dad, a dad's job, um, a man's job, quite frankly, is to a protect his family. Yeah, his, a parent's job is to protect their family and, and to ensure that they're putting their kids and their well-being above their own um right so anyway um yeah decided to take she breathed (laughs) she breathed 
you know, decided to take this um, this deal because I wanted to make sure my kid was okay and wasn't put through that very traumatic situation. I have, I've been surrounded by a lot of very good people through this process who have given me wise and um, good advice and helped me make uh, better decisions so that I can make sure that my kids are taken care of, even when they don't see it and even when they will never know what we've done. Uh, you know, I at least can know that what I've done has been for their best interest every single time. Right. So, um, yeah. So took this plea deal, um, entered this program, blew through it pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, ultimately met with the uh, the the probation officer officer Mm -hmm. yeah you had a probation officer which is bananas i did i know i so i had a probation officer and met with him the first time you know he didn't really know what to think you never really know what you're walking into and neither did i uh met with him the first time met with him two weeks later and then i think i met with him what maybe one more time something like Maybe that twice yeah. because i think he, you had to meet with him because we went out of oh, town right, and then you had to meet right. with him after we got back because the concern time. was that you were gonna yeah and in the midst of this hilarious you flew to see my dad sorry <laughs> you flew to see my dad um and ask him to marry me yep and you know my dad is um asked if you wanted to have a night like he he wanted to celebrate with you and and just for context that was not like the same week that we took this deal this was oh no this this was was months later you have to understand this this is a six-month process they basically watch you you're going through therapy sessions Mm -hmm. and you're doing you have to check all these boxes and you have to you know prove essentially yeah you have to prove that you're not a menace to society essentially yeah and that you're following the rules that they can trust you to follow rules that's really what it comes down to and since he's not a a violent person it was really it was kind of silly i mean even even the guy that was in charge of this case my the probation officer like i said i met with him a couple of times and after that he was like yeah this is a waste of time we but there ne- we but he also st- had boxes to check so yeah he, he had, made sure that he stayed on top of it yeah. so that you could graduate yeah in fact, from this program yeah the way that the, the way that it was scheduled i was technically supposed to be in it uh, another month but he literally an extra said, month yeah an extra month and he said look i'm just going to put you in the class that's graduating this month because this is a waste of time right. you're doing everything you need to do like the the funny thing is every professional who deals with this stuff when we actually get the a profe- chance... The professionals that have seen the worst of the worst, yes, the pro- I will say. Well, the professionals who, who have actually been involved in situations where they see false claims and abuse. Well, and there's like the that... white-collar professionals, and mm-hmm. then there's like the blue-collar professionals. Yeah. yeah. And the white-collar professionals, they are the ones that will rack up your bill and will choose to see that you the worst the, in the situation the, because they want to continue the drama well and and yeah because it's good for business it's good for business well and and the and the irony is you unless you are a perfect parent which there is no perfect parent 
because yeah newsflash to all y'all listening yeah none of y'all are perfect yeah what shocking but but again it's it's always about perception right the the perfect parents according to the white collar profession professionals are going to be the ones who get the custody and get to make the decisions and and that's how that is decided and the blue collar professionals really are the ones that see the worst of the worst they're the ones that are down in the trenches really dealing with the the truly horrific heinous issues that some children face with their parents or their you know their birthers like i don't even want to give them the title parents because a lot of these people don't even they they haven't even earned that title and and we're talking about the parents who have been incredibly abusive we have we have friends and family members who work in in um, different organizations organizations for Mm -hmm. child protective services for police departments and all the rest and some of the stuff that is shared with us, my goodness. I, I mean, it's just yeah. when when you talk about, and this is where for us it becomes so just insulting it's, because yeah. we we have we we it really hear, is salt in the wound. Yeah, we hear and we see some of the glimpses of what abuse really looks like, what what tra- trauma is, and right. the the stuff that we are accused of. It's just, are, are you kidding? Right. And it, first of all, us, and secondly it's it's just again this is not to downplay people who have gone through this stuff but my goodness the false accusations that have been levied through this process well and this again and this again to bring it back is why we're doing this because there you know our hands are tied as normal people Mm -hmm. with the family court system the way it is and unless you've got you know hundreds of thousands of dollars on the low end to take on the to entire take on the system. system because if you get a judge right. or a professional who wants to just go rogue or doesn't like you or doesn't even want to follow the rules of civil make, procedure or wants to make you an example yeah. or, or has or or has a connection to an attorney with yes. political affiliation i mean there are a number of number things of, that we have found through this right. process where you're going you want to we we blindly walked into this uh, believing that somehow justice was blind and and everything was oh we going, were so oh ignorant yeah we thought you know if we just present all the evidence if we just you know get in front of the judge we're going to have our day in court and well, let me and tell look, you anybody who walks into this thinking it's going to be similar to a courtroom drama toss that out now well and and anyone who's dealt with other types of court systems and what and I will. I will 100% concede that probably most court systems are broken at this point. But if you've dealt with, you know, traffic court or you've dealt with even criminal court, you know, there's a there's a certain amount of black and white that goes into mm-hmm. that. There, family court is all gray. It's there all is gray. no black and white. It is it's all subjective all because it is always in the quote unquote best interest of a child. Right. And how do you define that? Right. You, ultimately, somebody's got to play God and say, "I know what's best for the kids, and we're going to do it this More way." More so than the parents. Yeah, and yeah, it just and un- so yeah, and so to bring it back all to family court is that's why we're doing this because yeah. we we understand that almost no one in this world has the amount of money it would take to not just. To, to completely overhaul a, an entire system. An entire legal system. Because what what people don't realize is that when you get a ruling that might 
not even be just. Not even that you don't like it. Just literally, because we've had those. Completely unjust. Where, where something is completely unjust because the and rule illegal, of law. Frankly, and frankly, yeah. according to the, according to the yeah. rules, yeah. is against uh, the yeah. law. Judges do things that are illegal. News flash. Judges don't follow the rules. And the only way that normal people have the option to take and fix that is by appealing a judge. Well, you know how much that costs? What the quote I got was anywhere between ten to twenty thousand dollars. And that was just for an easy That's for an easy situation. Appeal. And that could take up to two years. Who has that kind of time and money to appeal a and judge? And that's just to start it. Yeah, I mean that's the start. chances are and you're looking at probably double or triple. And keep at the end in of mind, it. just for those of you who don't know, when you appeal a judge Everything that that judge is doing for you gets put on hold. So if you're trying to fight for custody or if you're trying to fix something that your ex is doing and you appeal a judge's decision, they're not going to listen to another thing you say until that gets dealt with. And and if that takes two years, guess what? Nothing about your situation changes for two years outside of the police being involved. Yeah. And here's what's also fun is at the end of it. He's still your judge. Yeah, yeah. Once, once, and and whether he, whether you win or not, the judge you're whose still hand, walking into yeah, his courtroom. The judge whose hand you tried to slap is now still your judge, going to decide your case. Yeah. Tell me how you're going to keep that objective. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so really, what it boils down to, and 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 to bring it back, this is why we're doing this because really, nobody. It's a broken system. It is. And not just broken. Broken's too. That's a nice word. Yeah. It's a shattered system. Yeah. It is a. It is a. It is archaic. Is archaic. It is shattered. The it incentive is... structures are placed in all the wrong places. Yes. The, yes. The accountability is lacking. The, the kids now become a pawn because yeah. the kids have dollar signs attached to them. Mm-hmm. Where now. You know, the more time you have with your kids, the more money you're going to get. So now your kids have become weaponized because now there's money to be had because of your children. And it's completely broken. And it's just it's so painful and and traumatic. And so we tell you this story of of Jesse's arrest and and the, the DV charge because one, it's part of the story and, and, you know, this is all about our story, but two, to illustrate how this, how the layers can just build up against you in a, in a system that's already broken because, uh, because, you know, spoiler alert, we think that that's why the judge has been so against you from the beginning is because he believes that you're a A a wife beater. Well, we've, like we said earlier, perception is everything. Unfortunately, I'd love to believe that again, you're talking we to somebody who had... We would love that facts would, yeah, would rule the we, day. We had truth. We had evidence. We had statutes. We had the rule of law. We had civil procedure. We had all of that on our side. But none of that even really mattered. No. And so what ended up happening was that we went to court. Uh, both you and she filed restraining orders against each other. Correct. And they were both tossed out. Yep. And later that day, we got the kids back. Yeah. And the the crazy thing is... Like she, 12 hours before you were dangerous and then you weren't anymore. Well, and, and, and the funny thing is part of that, there were, she actually offered me a bargain. And so for, for those of you who don't know, uh, bargains are oftentimes offered. Usually they're labeled as settlements. Um, so through the process, when something is going on, um, whatever might be filed in court 
oftentimes before going in front of the judge or before trying to hear it out. Because going in front of the judge is very, very expensive. Yes. You have to consider these attorneys are prepping for court. So that could be anywhere between, mm -hmm. you know, depending on how bad things are. We've had attorneys prep for 20 hours before a hearing before. Mm -hmm. And at 300 400 $500 an time hour. Of, yeah, plus the time of their paralegals. Yeah, paralegals. It gets pricey real quick. Mm -hmm. I mean, you guys do the math. That's crazy. And then a day in court is it'll hours. run you from it'll run you about three to five thousand dollars yeah easily because easily. and then you run the risk of if you're ruled against oftentimes the opposing party has the opportunity to go after legal fees right. so not only are you paying your attorney then suddenly you're paying their attorney so there's a lot of benefits so, for settling outside of going right. to court which so is a lot of times leading up to a court date yeah um there will be several offers that go back and forth in order to try and resolve the issues, alleviate the need to go before the judge. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's it's usually between attorneys mm -hmm. um, going back and forth. Ex, uh, you know, m my client is offering this, you know, what are your opinions? My client's yeah. offering this. We agree to this, but we want to change this. Yeah. So in this case, the ex was basically offering me to have supervised visitation um, once a week. And then after that, uh, which would have been held at a professional's office, um, I could have what after a couple of months have in-home visitation again with supervision from somebody she approved of and i you know at the time i was still under the auspices that i would have the ability to fight this and that you know truth and uh, honesty would prevail and facts would matter and so i i held out and and in a way it did kind of work out because like we've we talked had about, good time with the kids yeah like we had like turning down that offer was was wise. Yes. It was it, it was important to do because it was the place where where you would have gone for I don't and and I would imagine that in other places there's similar yeah organizations, but it's where when somebody gets out of jail, they um or prison they see their kids at this this place yeah. where there are cameras and professionals and security security and it's it's very it's a very control it's a very controlled setting to prevent anything bad from happening yeah. to the kid so you know the idea that Jesse who has zero history of history abuse, of abuse or or involvement or, with the police right would have to see from his children at, a, at an organization where he would be heavily monitored and controlled was not just an insult. Insult isn't a strong enough word. It was a travesty. Yeah. I, I don't even really have it. I mean, so much of the stuff that's happened to us over the last six years, the man, I, I, the way that our character has just been assassinated Assassinate. character assassination yeah, yeah. um it, I, I don't even have adjectives anymore no. to describe it i, I mean no. the, the the level of psychological warfare we've had to yes. deal with i mean i, I hate even saying that we well and i hate even saying that we have ptsd these days because you know for for people who have served in the military like you my love 
um you know there's people who deserve to to, to yeah, go navy beat army <laughs> well i mean ultimately there's people who've, who've been through horrific situations combat for instance right uh, that 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 truly carry ptsd and while ours is a form of ptsd i don't right. want to downplay it uh, it's almost i feel almost again like i'm claiming something i shouldn't and but it is and right. for those of us who have right. been through this you look back and you go oh my goodness the gaslighting the abuse the 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 emotional trauma that you are put through it changes you down to it, your dna it, yeah it changed mm-hmm. everything about who i am it, I, I say it all the time i there are times where i have hated the person i am because of what these people have done to me mm-hmm. and and it's so hard to come back from that which again go therapy um <laughs> yay supportive partnership yeah exactly <laughs> i mean there's there's so much that um i never would have believed i would have to deal with if somebody had told me i would have thought that they were joking i i, I legitimately oh, remember yeah. telling my parents before this whole thing started no i don't think that we'll ever get attorneys because you know we've been pretty okay with each other i think we can work it out and boy Ugh, the ungodly amount of money later. That is why we don't play the lottery. Yeah. Because his ability to (laughs) see into the future is nil. Oh, man. Do not come to me for financial advice. No. (laughs) Uh, No. But we are funny. We are funny. Yeah. Still funny. Trauma. (laughs) One person's trauma is another person's Tuesday. That's right. Oh, man. Look for that on merchandise. TM. TM. Coming coming soon. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah so once again we we encourage you know y- y'all to to participate in this um we encourage your questions we encourage your discussion we encourage your criticism we, we encourage, encourage your stories tell us yes. about what you went through god please please send us your stories yeah. because realistically if it hasn't touched you as a person it's touched someone that's closest to you yeah and um and you don't know what you don't know. No. And that's and and that's really kind of the overarching theme of this is that you you don't know what you don't know. And if we had a crystal ball and could have seen into the future, I I don't know that I would still have believed that this could have possibly played out the way it did. No. And I I realize that I'm teasing you with it, but like really, like this the arrest not the worst part about all of this. <laughs> Jesse Sight in jail, not the worst yeah. part of it. Well, I mean, not for all of us. For me, a little bit. Yeah. But it, there's, uh, again, the, the Jesse number... Jesse Sight in jail, suffer, I suffered far less for that. Yeah. But, you know, there's, there is so much that we have to share. So many things that we've gone through. So many... Um, hurdles we've had to clear. And, Accusations yeah. and professionals and and lessons and you know just down in the trenches we have we have struggled and won and lost and cried and laughed and it is it has been this whole situation has not only taught us i think who cares about us um and not just cares about us in a way that um I think. I, I think. Look, there are that, people that are going to send you a text where you're like, "Hey, are you okay?" Yeah. And then there are the people that show up. Yeah. And you know, not physically, but show up emotionally yeah. to to 
to walk carry the burden yeah, with you. They walk everything with you and pick you up and carry you through it. And, and those people are the real MVPs in this. Yes. And, you know, and we fortunately are very blessed to have several. Yeah. And um, they have been instrumental in, in us being okay. Yep. They are the reason and we're... And being successful. This, this, yeah, they are the reason we're okay. I, I have said it for years. I get why good dads walk away. Not everybody has the mental fortitude. Not everybody has the financial ability to fight the battle that we have fought. And I get it, man. They're, they're, I remember very early on being in tears because mm-hmm. I didn't know how else I was going to pay for my attorney. And thank God for some people who love me who were willing to help foot the bill and while it's a loan and I'm paying it back, um, they they Stepped made it up. possible for me to fight for my children. Yeah. And, and if for nothing else, like I well, said in the and, last episode. And f- you know, fiscally speaking, we had yeah. people that stepped up. But emotionally speaking, oh we had people who, who carried us through. Some very dark times. Yeah. Very difficult who and dark said, times. Who said, you know, y'all don't have to be anything other than what you are right in this moment. Yeah. And that is incredibly precious and for y'all listening if you don't have those people let us be those people for you absolutely because we have we have been through tremendously dark periods and we we have a passion to support and love others who 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 need it who need it who don't have the support that they need um, and that's really kind of what this was born out of was our passion for for carrying others. Well, and and the support that you may not get from people, not because they don't want to support you, but because they just don't. They understand. don't know how. They don't know yeah. how. When when you go, like we said, when you go through this, it changes who you the are. The number of times we've heard people tell us, "Oh, the kids will come back." Yeah, the kids will come back. Like that's. And and that's a whole nother episode. Well, and God bless those people because I know that they think they're saying the right thing, but you know, it's like saying to someone with cancer, "You're going to be okay." No, but what if I'm? But what if I'm not? Yeah. And and there's nothing wrong with that because it's just that you don't know. Yeah. You don't know what you don't don't know. Yeah, Yeah. and you don't know what to say in those moments unless you've been there. And so for us who have been there. If you don't have that support system, please let us be your support system. Mm-hmm. We actually, we went through, I had to go through. Um, I can hear your dog snoring. Oh dear, Ari, you're snoring. Um, I had to go through a, uh, a high conflict divorce class, um, which we'll address later. Yeah, that's that, maybe that'll be next episode. Yeah, <laughs> um, as part of our guardian light of recommendations, yeah. which mm. we will address. Yeah. Um, will be a fun episode. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but in the midst of this class, um, I saw this this one couple was talking about their experience and what they have been going through, and um, and it resonated with me, and so I reached out to them, and they are dear dear friends of ours now yep and um we you know we carry each other through the hard times and we don't see each other nearly as much as i like no yeah i'm putting you on the spot you guys better call us yeah (laughs) we're not gonna say your names on here but y'all know who you are and uh we miss you guys and we love you so much (laughs) um but yeah like we found people even in that where you know their situation resonated and I set you guys up on like an adult play date and it mm-hmm. like 
it really like they're they're dear and precious to us yeah so just really just know that you're not alone there are people that want to walk this with you and it makes it what 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 few things can be considered to be um silver linings that is one of them and reach out to the people that are there for you the issues aren't going to stop the nope. insanity's not going to stop but having people that are on your side yeah. to be a voice of reason to be a support to be a love to you um that will make it much much better for you what <laughs> my dog is snoring well oh, with that i guess it must be bedtime so it is bedtime so with that we're going to sign off we want to thank you um just like last time where can everyone find us oh on instagram at the dad voice project awesome also on, on facebook the dad voice project and we have an email address the dad voice project at, at outlook.com so we hope to hear from you follow us uh smash we, that subscribe button oh my god <laughs> no that's we how you have, know you have kids we, yeah we have kids like youtube <laughs> youtube happens in our house a lot all the time yeah. and they all scream yeah why do all youtubers scream does if anyone can answer that please email us yeah again the why, dad voice project <laughs> yeah why do all why do why does everybody on youtube feel the need to scream i don't get it i don't get it yeah yeah no i'm not old enough or i'm not young enough i'm That's way too old well, that, well maybe, yeah i'm way too old it's old you old <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, I'm tired too. Yeah, we we need to sign off. Yeah, on that note, we love you guys. Yep. Hope to hope you enjoyed our second episode. Beware of episode three. It's coming. <laughs> Don't even. <laughs> cue, cue, <I'm> <laughs>